Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new Pennywise podcast from Lee Enterprises. I'm your host, Terry Barr. And uh, we have a big topic that we are going to try to tackle today as we dive into President Biden's American Families Plan and what it means to you. Welcome in Kelly Ann Smith. Kelly Ann is a consumer finance reporter with Forbes Advisor. Kelly Ann, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Okay, so we really, this is a multi- not million or billion, but a trillion dollar plan. This is a lot of money, but it is a plan meant to help families. When we're talking about money, what are we talking about and why right now? Yeah, so President Joe Biden has come out with a $1.8 trillion proposal for the American Families Plan. It's a big number, but it's a big proposal. It covers a wide range of things. But really what this plan is aimed at doing is improving the social safety net for working and middle-class families. And that's mainly because COVID has really showed just how vulnerable the working class is. Um, The United States is the only developed country in the world without paid family leave. Hmm. Um, Not a lot of protections, you know, for if you get sick and you have to be out of work. Um, Not a lot of help with childcare. You know, we saw a lot of childcare facilities shut down during the pandemic and you know, working parents having to juggle all of that while still working. Uh, So the the pandemic really exposed a lot of holes in the social safety net. And so that's what this plan aims to do. It plans, it um, aims to basically create a stronger net, so to say, and really help out the families, you know, who are working and, and need the most help. Isn't it something that it takes a pandemic for us to really figure out where those holes are that we need to fill so that families can, um, I guess, safely and with some money behind them, try to move forward after all of this? I know there's some highlights in this plan that um, you and I kind of want to uh, tear apart and, and you can explain these so well. And let's start with the one that you already mentioned, um, paid family and medical leave. Now, would this be a first in the United States if this goes through as part of a bill? Well, the United States right now does um, guarantee uh, medical leave. It's unpaid, though, and it's only a certain period of time. um, And there's a long process that workers have to go through um, in order to be granted it. But um, what the American Families Plan, what uh, what they want to do is guarantee 12 weeks of paid parental family and personal leave. Um, And that would be equal to two thirds of the workers average weekly wages up to $4,000 per month. Mm. Um, And so this is obviously a huge improvement from what we have now. And um, I think what's really interesting about uh, this proposal is that it, it covers like a wide range of things from bonding with a new child, taking care of a sick loved one, um, you know, finding safety from sexual assault, um, you know, grieving the death of a loved one. So mm. it's pretty wide ranging. And um, the pandemic, you know, obviously really showed us that <laughs> we need a type of program like this. I mean, some people were in positions where they had to decide between going to work and getting a paycheck or staying home and taking care of someone, you know, who was ill, yeah. um, who needed help yeah. during the pandemic. So um, I think this is a really big part of the proposal that a lot of people will be really interested in learning more about. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think speaking from a personal experience, um, both of my parents, neither one had luckily uh, COVID-19, but during the last year, both of them at different times were in the hospital. And I just remember learning, I need to be a caretaker, but I can't be at work, but now I'm going to have to go to work because I need to make money too. Wow, it's a struggle. And I cannot imagine bigger families worrying about this kind of thing and not being able to go to work. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So it's really difficult. And I mean, it was already an issue to begin with, but I think COVID really exacerbated the issue and really put it back into the spotlight. So yes. it'll be really interesting to see how it um, evolves over time as this proposal comes to fruition. Absolutely. Wow. Thank you for that. Um, okay. How about expanded tax cuts? And I guess in particular, because we're talking about how this um, is all supposed to help families. How would expanded tax cuts help out our families? Right. So the American Rescue Plan, which was the last stimulus package, um, made a lot of temporary expansions to tax credits. Yes. So uh, this proposal, the Families Plan, calls on Congress to either expand or make some of those changes permanent. And um, those changes include making the Affordable Care Act premium tax credits permanent. You know, those help people afford their monthly premiums if they sign up for health insurance in the marketplace. Um, further extending the expanded child tax credit. That one, I believe, is giving people, you know, monthly payments now to help mm. support their children instead of getting it in a lump sum at the end of the year when they file. Um, this proposal would also make the earned income tax credit expansion permanent and then also increase a tax credit that helps um, people who are caring for children and dependents. And a lot of these tax credits are really aimed at, you know, lower income families or families yeah. right in the middle. And so I, uh, so with the expansion or making them permanent, it's um, kind of getting us, you know, up to date with a lot of other developed countries that do have these programs already in place. It's so fascinating as we go through these to hear that, well, we're a little behind on some of these things. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see how we are able to catch up, um, hoping that some of these do actually happen. How about this one, um, Kellyanne, free community college. How does this fit into everything? Yeah, so everybody knows that higher education costs have just been increasing for what oh, yeah. feels like forever, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, you know, student loan debt is a really big issue. And President Biden actually campaigned pretty heavily on reforming the higher education system. And so this is basically his plan. He wants to offer two years of free community college to all Americans. Um, that would include dreamers. And then also, um, he wants to increase federal financial assistance by expanding the Pell Grant. So he wants to um, increase the total amount to around $8,000, that award. Okay. And then he also wants to make a lot of investments in um, communities of color to help mitigate inequality uh, in post-secondary education. So that means um, investing in HBCUs, tribal colleges, um, and creating programs that would subsidize tuition for those students um, who are in, enrolled in four-year programs at those types of schools. Yeah, and I guess when you think about a community college, um, it is what it says. It's a college that is in your community and to make it accessible to those in the community that might not otherwise get to go, uh, it sounds like it makes sense. 
Yeah, community colleges are a really great tool because oftentimes they are so much cheaper than going and doing your prereqs at a four-year university. Right. Um, and so that can really help people mitigate the amount of student loan debt that they end up taking on. So to see that there's a potential opportunity for it to be completely free could definitely help out a lot of people who are maybe looking at going to more expensive four-year universities, but want right. to at least figure out a way to cut down on the cost. Okay, you mentioned um, student loans, so I'm, I, I'm going to have to go there. Um, what about all the discussion about forgiving student loans? Do you have any idea where we are at with that? Yeah, so it's it's kind of you know a game of back and forth. Um, it's been a hot topic in DC for a long time. Um, yeah. At the beginning of the pandemic last year, President Biden did say that he um, supported canceling $10,000 per borrower in response to COVID. Um, when he took office, he was getting pressured to cancel up to $50,000, but you know that was never really something he said he supported. Mm -hmm. So it'll be really interesting to see what comes of that. There's a lot of debate around whether or not he can or cannot cancel student loan debt. Okay. Um, so as of right now, I think people should just really stay focused on taking advantage of the forbearance period that's currently being offered on federal student loans. And when it comes to student loan cancellation, that's just something we're going to have to really wait and see what happens. Okay, great. Thank you. Thanks for answering that question. I know a lot of people have been asking about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got the nutrition support as part of this plan. And um, isn't this one of the biggest things that we saw happen during the pandemic? Um, families really lining up and needing help getting their kids food. Why is this included in this plan? Yeah, well, um, a lot of families rely on, you know, the free and reduced lunch programs at schools to help feed their children at least one or two meals a day. Yeah. Um, so this plan would expand um, the summer program that's currently going on, which provides free and reduced price lunch lunches to those students. So um, that would be expanded and uh, continued for every summer when classes are out. Oh, good. Um, okay. It would also expand a free meal program to schools in high poverty areas. So where, you know, these schools, lunch is free for all of their students. And then it's also taking, you know, um, something from the Obama administration by re-implementing reimbursements for schools that offer healthy meals. Um, so that's something that we're seeing try and be brought back. That was something really big with the Obama administration. Right. So it's interesting to see Biden wanting to re-implement that. Yeah. So, and I remember uh, Michelle Obama had her garden and there was so much discussion about, you know, trying to make uh, school meals that much healthier. And thank you for explaining about how this also expands into the summertime. That just seems like such an important thing to uh, make sure kids are, are getting what they need. Yeah, the summer program is is huge. I mean, yeah. that's two or three months where these children are potentially missing out on two meals a day. So um, to see that expanded, um, that would be probably something really beneficial, obviously, for millions of families. Yeah. Okay. So again, we're talking about the American families. Again, this is just a plan right now. We're talking with Kelly Ann Smith, and Kelly Ann is a consumer finance reporter with Forbes Advisor. Another thing uh, that could be part of this plan is the child 
care and there's some changes here. Tell us more, Kellyanne. Yeah, so uh, childcare right now is a monumental cost for families in the country. Um, you know, more than half of families spend at least ten thousand dollars per year oh, on childcare. Wow. Yeah, it, uh, the the cost is exorbitant. So, um, what this plan would do, it would cap the cost of childcare uh, for low and middle income families to no more than seven percent of their income. Um, and the White House is estimating that could be up to like $15,000 in savings for families. Mm -hmm. um, but like I said, it, it would more be for the low and middle income families. So those would be people earning like 1.5 times their state median income. Okay. Um, but also uh, the plan would really invest in childcare centers. Um, it would, they would be provided with funding to improve their services and to pay their workers more. Um, mm. Early childhood staff would receive a $15 minimum wage. And I think that's huge because what we've seen is the people, you know, responsible for ch taking care of children, you know, during really monumental years, they're paid not livable wages. So yeah. yep. um, this would really uh, reinvest um, back into these centers and these workers and really try and boost up the quality of childcare in America. Oh, that sounds amazing. And it, it I, I can't imagine, honestly, the struggle of a parent having to decide, do I go to work because I need to go to work, but then I need to also pay for my child's care? Uh, I mean, this seems to make sense. But again, I know this is just part of a plan right now. I guess the biggest question when we look at all of this and the trillions of dollars it could cost, who would end up paying for this, Kellyanne? Yeah, so that's that's the big question, right? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Biden has proposed um, raising taxes on the highest earners in the United States and um, raising the capital gains tax rate to uh, pay for most of this plan. Oh. Um, you know, the specifics of that they're still being developed. He said he's open to negotiating the tax raise, um, but it would really affect the highest earners. It wouldn't really be Im impacting, you know, the people who would benefit the most from the plan. Right. Um, and then, you know, also uh, people who are making like big capital gains and things like that. Um, but as of right now, uh, there's no like anything, nothing set in stone yet, but um, he does plan on paying for a lot of his ideas, you know, with this, this tax rate hike. Okay. So last question, the reality of all of this, <laughs> what's the chance it's going to happen? Could this actually become real? Well, that's always the million dollar question with Congress. Isn't <laughs> right. <it>? Um, <laughs> well, uh, what we saw with the last stimulus package was Biden and his administration was not afraid to, um, you know, use budget reconciliation, which is where they don't need any Republican support. They just uh, pass with a simple majority. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and I think what we're going to see with this, this proposal as well, I think they're going to go that budget reconciliation route. Um, some political analysts are already saying that absolutely no Republicans are going to back this bill. Um, but I mean, they have the power if it qualifies under special a lot of special processes to use budget reconciliation, they do have the power to bypass the Republicans and make it happen. Um, but that's not to say it will end up looking exactly like what he proposed. Uh -huh. um, but I think that uh, Biden is super determined to make a lot of changes 
um, in terms of things that benefit low and middle class Americans. So I would not be surprised to see um, if this qualifies for budget reconciliation to see it be passed via that special process. Okay, so we can watch for that. But um, I know this is the American Families Plan was recently announced. Do you have any idea of a timetable when we might know if we're even getting close to having this become a law? It's hard to say. Um, So it'll have to be drafted. The language will have to be put together. Then it'll have to be negotiated on. Um, If they do go the budget reconciliation route, the Senate parliamentarian will have to approve that. So there's a lot of processes that are still standing in the way of this becoming law. Um, But I know that Biden's eager to get it uh, passed and put into law. So um, I guess we will just have to wait and see how quickly it does get turned around. Okay. Well, you broke it down in such an understandable way. Thank you so much, Kellyanne Smith, for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, wow. Okay. So we have been talking about the American Families Plan from President Biden. Kellyanne Smith, our guest today, and Kellyanne is a consumer finance reporter with Forbes Advisor. I'm Terry Barr, your host of the Pennywise podcast from Lee Enterprises. And we thank you so much for being here. If you want to catch any of our Pennywise podcasts, you'll find all of them wherever you enjoy finding your podcasts. Thanks for listening.